the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Join Dr. Pinkston today as she teaches you how an integrative approach to health, combining holistic and contemporary medical information, can lead you to The Better Life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. I am Dr. Mary Ann Pinkston, and as always, I try to bring a lot of great information uh, in the medical field, and sometimes I do a little bit of local work trying to highlight some people who really have a great heart and do wonderful things that many people may not know about. So this is no exception. Today, I am bringing Pamela Allen in, and she works with the Eagles Flight Advocacy and Outreach. And I actually, I don't watch a lot of news. I don't, I don't, it it depresses me and it hurts my heart. And I know we're going to get knee deep into it this morning, but I would love for you to explain what you do. Because when I, when I read your story, I I was floored and amazed. I had to have you on. So welcome in. It's nice to have you. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor to be here with you. you. Because I love watching your story too and how you empower other women. And uh, it's a blessing. Um, So I am Pamela Allen and I am the CEO and advocate at Eagles Flight Advocacy and Outreach. You know, and we just spoke about how uh, life makes us make different choices. And when God turns a blinker on, we (laughs) have to go. And um, so, you know, being in the advocacy field, being an advocate for special education law, and being an advocate for refugees, for people who are vulnerable, that was just a twist and a turn for me. But we have, I've been in this field uh, for about 25 years, and I've had a nonprofit for yeah. 10. This year, we're celebrating our 10th oh, year. Yes, thank you. We're so <laughs> excited about that. But we use our voices, we lift our voices for those who are vulnerable. Absolutely. And that is, you know, we look at San Antonio. Yes. Um, Let's not even look at the Texas or or the nation right now because we all know what's going on and our current situation. But just in the city of San Antonio, we have an alarming uh, rate of child abuse. We have high crime rates. Things are just going in such uh, a disastrous way. Absolutely. And and I know that God is in control and sits on the throne. And so we have that faith that he has put us here to make a difference. Absolutely. And each of us are tool to do that very thing. And how do you choose, though, your group to advocate for? Because there's so many different things that people in life are, you know, situations that people are suffering from. How do you, you know, we, uh, we put that road out there and we say, okay, God lead us. We do have an outreach center. Mm -hmm. So our outreach center, we take care of a lot of families that come in. Our focus is the babies. These are the most vulnerable. And so we have a baby pantry called Giovanni's Hugs named after Giovanni Ochoa, Mm -hmm. who was killed, um, very drastically by his uh, uh, grandparents. And it was a horrific thing for us to see in San Antonio. So we 
will not forget his name. And we continue to carry his name in honor by helping other right. families. So when a young woman, and I'm going to tell you in the, in the south side of San Antonio, mm-hmm. where we're at, the 78211 uh, code, we have seen that the teen pregnancy rate is 59%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. we have a family in where a grandmother brings in her three granddaughters, a 17-year-old with two babies, right. a 14-year-old right. with a baby, right. and a 12-year-old yeah. with a baby. We have a huge crisis. We do. And I will tell you, 20, when I went through residency almost uh, almost 30 years ago, I delivered a 10-year-old at Christmas Center was downtown. And so that was my that was my beginning of, you know, an eye-opening experience in San Antonio. I had been here for a long time, but I didn't realize just how deeply troubled, you know, the, the, the teens and, and, again, the child was. We work a lot with uh, CPS. I have a lot of patients that, even even where I am out in the kind of the northwest side, it's I, I still have a lot of patients that I interact with, a lot of foster families. Mm. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's everywhere, and it's deep. It is. And we see so many children traumatized. We see so many children who are being raised uh, by fosters, and then these children grow up to be young adults. We see them in trouble right Right now. Even even now, uh, we worked this week to get two of our special needs young adults out of jail and making sure that they're in a safe place. So, you know, it, 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 we do have like little little tentacles out there. We help our seniors. uh, We help our special needs population. And of course, that's very dear to me. I have a 27 year old son who is on the spectrum. I'm raising a grandson who does have autism, epilepsy and a chromosomal disorder Mm -hmm. called Zeman 11. And, um, and so that is our heart that, uh, Reaching out to our special needs population is very dear to us. And uh, we even have a summer program. It's called Summer Animal Play. In June, July, and August, we have the special needs, foster, abused children, children who've been through trauma. They come out. They interact with animals. We put them on the horses. We've created a zip line. We also have a swimming pool, and we have equipment. And we just have three acres. So, you know, it's it's just a little mom and pop. <laughs> but we absolutely love these children that come out and just in a safe environment and they get to interact with farm animals and all of our animals are rescues. So we put them to work, sure. rescue them. Sure. Okay, we're going to rescue you, but now you're going to go to work and you're going to interact with children. Right. So it's a win-win situation. And so we do that every summer and this is going to be and our ninth summer. Wow, that we that's do that wonderful. Too. And is that something that people can go sign up for and look into? Yes. And so yes. I'm sure you're going to give me all that great information. Yes. I'll have yes, that yes. on the website Absolutely. for people. So they can yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Yep. They can come out. And, and the thing is, is the interaction. We do have therapists that come out to um, we help these children interact gain that confidence riding on horses and one of the little side notes to you is number one cause of death for children with autism is drowning How about that? when we first got into this this different lifestyle with our son we understood for some reason they can hear the water water calls to them jumping in not even understanding that they can't swim but when my son did become verbal he said, I can feel where I am. I can feel my body wow. because they have spatial awareness exactly. issues. Exactly. Yes. And so it's all neurological. Yes. Um, so he told me, I know where I'm at in the water. We started teaching him how to swim then. And ever since then, we have taught special needs babies 
how to swim because we need to do something about that statistic. It's an above ground pool. It's no big, big deal. But can we get at least five to 10 kids every summer and teach them? Yeah, we can. That's great. And we do. We want to make sure that these babies can save themselves, that Mm -hmm. these babies can learn how to swim Mm -hmm. and that these babies will walk every day in their destiny and not be a statistic. And so that's important for us too. You know, and it's also very good for them to, you know, because with autism, they do have a lot of uh, difficulty, uh, you know, with the same emotions or empathy or things that we feel when we're normal. I said that in quotes because there's, there's, I don't believe in normal. There's really nothing normal about any of us, but, but still they, they have difficulty with, uh, textures with, you know, certain sounds and things like that. So I can't imagine to, you know, to somebody jumping in the water, kind of, you had this instinct to to swim, but to them, they feel it differently. Mm -hmm. Right. So that that's very, very interesting. They can hear it and they can feel, they have this hypersensitivity in their hearing. I mean, long before an airplane comes, we can usually tell by the reactions of children, Oh, an airplane's coming. Yeah. And we'll sit yeah, and wait. That's oh, true. there it is. Yeah. And so they have these heightened senses. And so I believe that they're just uh, an amazing, amazing community that we love working with. Absolutely. That's our heart, you know. And by the way, you know, when you said normal, that is a selection on your washing machine. Exactly. But it doesn't. It does not apply. Yeah, I agree. We call them, we call it either you're either neurotypical or you're not. And so there you go. We, we, we have learned so much in our journey with our son um, and it it made me look at life differently right. taught me a little bit more about courage right. because every day has to be a day of courage for them mm-hmm. having their their senses so heightened and having to deal with people's sounds they could probably hear the lighting hear the ac they could hear everything and they still have to focus and speak and learn in the school and so it's pretty difficult for them so I understand courage by looking at what they right. go through. Absolutely. And they're treated differently, too, so they have to survive that as well. Yep, absolutely. Even though I don't think they always have a sense of feeling so abnormal. I get, again, I, I put that in quotes, you know, mm-hmm. I, because that's what, that's how other people see it. And, yeah. and so, yeah. but a sense that they're different right? and they don't, they don't completely understand that usually very intelligent I mean, mm-hmm. almost to a gene or at a genius level. I've noticed yes. that the incredible intelligence, they go to school and they learn. And then you have billionaires who I think, I think somebody like, uh, it might be wrong, but somebody like Elon Musk, I think is on the spectrum Yes, he is, and a very different, but a very different thinker and uh, applies that. That, look, he's he's billionaire. It is it's amazing how their brains work. But let's talk about the statistics because I don't think people really understand how common it is. I know years ago, and I think this leads to a lot of uh, uh, industry food changes and pesticides and a lot of environmental issues that have changed. Uh, you know the way that babies are are uh, developed in the womb and and are born and and you know have these challenges once they're born. But way back, you know, in the seventies, eighties, it was like one in a hundred. 50. And now you were discussing this morning, it's like one in 40, one in 42, 43. Right. You know, when it's more my, more common. Yes. When my son was diagnosed, it was in 1998. Okay. In 1998, the ratio was one mm-hmm. in 500. Mm-hmm. And, um, gotcha. you know, I always thought, how am I going to ever meet another mom? I need to talk to someone. Sure. I don't know what this is. First thing when he was diagnosed, you know what my prayer was? Please, Lord, don't let him be Rain Man. And so that's all Understood. I knew was Rain Man. Sure. <clears throat> and you know what? He has a lot of the Rain Man characteristics. Sure. But man, what a gift that is. And mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Today, we're looking at one in 40. Right. And it affects 85% of it, it they're male. 
the people who get diagnosed and the other 15% are girls. And so we're walking with these statistics and looking at the changes that have come ever since my son was diagnosed. Changes in the way we look at young people, uh, changes in the way we look at children. Now, when I hear a scream in in the mall or in the grocery Mm -hmm. store, I'm like, oh, that child, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go. Because we used to be so discriminated against, you know, I mean, and I'm going to tell you this honestly, when I would hear a child scream, I'd be like, oh, no, that child needs to be spanked. Oh, that that mama just needs to handle her child. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. and how much of that have we as mothers put that out there? Absolutely. And, uh, of course, we were military, so you don't have control of your child. Well, well. And so I remember leaving the commissary one day in tears because my child was screaming, I just wanted to make lasagna and I didn't have ricotta. Grab the baby, go, go to the commissary. And of course, the sounds, the yes. smells, yes. everything. Yes. So he's screaming. Overstimulated. And he, yes. Mm-hmm. And the screaming and the screaming and the flapping of the hands. And, and um, he was diagnosed uh, with uh, the severity of his autism. It was, it was just, it was a... Uh, not a good outcome. I was told to put him in an institution mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I could get my life back and learn sign language because he was nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And uh, me being the mother that I was, I said, well, I've got my first sign for you, sweetheart. And so I, you know, it's just very difficult right. for me right. to get through that. But in the commissary, this one veteran, as we say in Texas, bless his heart, mm-hmm. took his belt off and gave it to me to go to the bathroom and spank my child. And I'm looking at him and I said, you know, next time I come out in public, I will make sure that he wears his T-shirt. Please excuse me. I have autism. But if he does that, you need to wear your shirt that says, please excuse me. I'm a jerk. But I didn't say the word jerk, but because I'm not going to. It started with an A and ended with yes. whole. But so yes. it was it was just. <laughs> and well deserved. I was just so angry right. that you right. wanted me to take this child yeah. because you were yeah. being inconvenienced right. and spank him. Right. And so. I remember crying all the way home, leaving Aww. the commissary, crying all the way home. Last time I cried. Right. Okay, I said, we're, we're not doing this. I said, we're not going to apologize for this yes. anymore. Yes, so we're going to help people understand. And God, please forgive me for using that vulgarity. But, you know, right. you deserve no <laughs> Well, you know, bless we his heart. Bless he his know, heart. Right? We did, I say it all the time, too. But, but he, he didn't, you know, very, un- very uneducated about, yes. you know, about this. And it, there has not been, I think, probably the last... If I if I feel maybe the last ten years or so, I've seen a significant change yes. in the knowledge base of, yes. of people of about autism, and uh, it's um, it's good to see that that change because then yes. we don't have so many people feel so judgmental and it's the acceptance. But honey, I mean, even right. in our neurotypical world, don't we don't we strive for acceptance? Sure, I mean, always. It, oh my it, gosh, it's just it's story just, of my life. Even it, at fifty three, I'm still begging for people's approval. What I don't understand, but still, <laughs> it's that acceptance even within our circle. And I'm getting ready to be sixty, and and I and we have to come to terms with that. That it's the acceptance sometimes that we crave, even within our circle, even within our family and and there's one one side of us that wants that the other side of it is you know i'm going to keep on walking with exactly the hell with you right yes Mm -hmm. so but for our children when Mm -hmm. we as parents see that for our children and now i'm seeing it for my grandson um you know i I walked into school the other day and he was at the end of his cafeteria table eating alone Mm -hmm. and the other children were off to the side and i walked in i said Round two, nice. ding, ding, Here we go. let it go. And, and and I, you know, 
gathered some teachers. Is this is ex- acceptable? Is, is this what you're saying? This is what right. we should be right. accepting now. Right. And so it it was a, a learning moment for us all. But it wasn't that just like raging young mom who was going to get thrown out because I've been fight or flight (laughs) I get I get thrown out of so many places when I was younger and I tell people I wear that as a badge of honor because it was an opportunity for me to say yes but he has autism and this this as the grandma as the Mimi as they call me (laughs) it, it, it it makes me rage even more but how I deliver that are you going to be able to accept the fact that this young man is different yet he should be included sure absolutely and so it Teach was the children that we we have adults have to have to oh. are, are, are responsible for that yes and so we have to <laughs> get children to that can be point. very hard and we need to talk about that too about our children and so we are going to have to take a short break I told you this goes really fast <laughs> it breaks my heart and I could spend all day with you but give me a little bit of information about or give the audience a little bit of information about where they can find you and all of your programs absolutely you can go to our website at eaglesflightsa.com a lot of information there we also advocate for the baby moses law we also um we're trying to yeah. find lena yeah. working with the refugees you can find all of our information there and you could even find us on uh, social media mm-hmm. eagles light advocacy and outreach absolutely please go like share and get the word out because you do take care of a lot of people on the spectrum from not just the spectrum autism but from you know children all the way to the elderly you've got mm-hmm. so many so many things that uh, that you have to offer and, and it's wonderful so you will be able to find all of that information on my website as well drpbetterlife.com she'll be highlighted uh, this will be running all during the week on social media and on the platforms for YouTube and for the podcast so and then indefinitely it'll be archived there and in a definite reach so we love having you we will take a short break and be back on the other side. Fatty liver is linked to two different situations, alcohol and diabetes or obesity. In both cases, patients can have no symptoms. In the United States and in particular, Texas, the most common cause of liver disease in general is non-alcoholic fatty liver. Again, associated with overweight, obesity, and or diabetes. Additional risk factors include high cholesterol, high blood pressure, Hispanic ethnicity, and postmenopausal status. At Pinnacle Clinical Research, we offer a quick, non-invasive, ultrasound-based screening assessment called FibroScan. This test is done at no cost to you and we do not take insurance. The test will measure the fat and stiffness in your liver and state your risk and development of fatty liver disease. You will meet with a provider immediately following your scan to go over your results. If you're interested in getting more information on your liver health, please call 210-529-7978 and schedule your FibroScan today. We are conveniently located in the Medical Center at 5109 Medical Drive. I am Dr. Marianne Pinkston, and I am here with Pamela Allen, and uh, am so, you know, we got in so deep with the advocacy of our, our children with autism. I know you have a, a long history of taking care of a child with autism and now grandson, and we were touching on the schools yes. toward the end of the uh, 18 months last, and so let's talk about schools a little bit deeper, because I know there have been a lot of issues going on in schools. I know teachers are are absolutely at their wits end after COVID mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of school you know, violence and shootings. And so um, we were talking about your, uh, your grandson being mm-hmm. in, you know, at the end of the table in the lunchroom by himself, poor baby. And adults need to take responsibility for that and make him inclusive and teach children how to, how to include children can be a little, um, 
<laughs> mean, but yeah. I, I don't think their heart is naturally mean. I think that uh, adults are responsible for passing along that inclusiveness. Yes, yes, and 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 sometimes when we when I've gone in to advocate, typically when you see a child getting bullied, you see a teacher who has had some adverse interactions with that child. Yes. In front of the other children, yes. and it opens the door. Why can't you just behave like everybody else? Right. Why can't you just do this? Why are you doing that? And calling out that child so frequently. And so the children in that environment will learn that child is not behaving. Let's call that child out. And so it's something right. that we, we pick up on uh, with the teacher's interaction. Now, let me just say this. I have got a long history in my family of having educators who are related to me. I truly admire teachers and educators. I can't even imagine being in your shoes. And I know for a fact you don't have the support that you wish you would have as a teacher from your administration. Absolutely. And um, just to even put it all on the table, Texas ranks either last Mm -hmm. or sometimes above Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. When it comes to deliverance of services to our special needs population, we're that low. And that is uh, embarrassing. Yes. And so when you see our special needs kiddos become targets of bullying, become targets even more so as they get into junior high and high school, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you what some of our families have faced is that our special needs kiddos have been the targets of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And for some of those who are mm-hmm. nonverbal, that gets even more difficult. Now, we do have laws here in Texas that say if you ask for a camera in the classroom, you can definitely get that. Mm-hmm. And that is for the classrooms and when children are nonverbal and they stay in that classroom mm-hmm. all day. But who knows that? That's information nobody Exactly. Knows. Do you and find when you're like that. Thank you. And when you're sitting there with an ARD team, an ARD team, yeah. and, that, and that is the process of which you go through when you have a special needs child, and they don't say, by the way, let's go ahead and get you some cameras in the mm-hmm. classroom. Mm-hmm. going to cost us some more money. That's right. But we, yes. we're, we're with you. Right. That has never happened. Exactly. So it takes a parent understanding what their rights are to be able to say, I'm going to need those mm-hmm. and I'm going to sign for this. And you have six weeks to do it. And clock starts now. Right. Let's get it done. Exactly. And they don't understand that they can do that. But they, they can reach out to you and figure yes, this out, can't they? Yes, certainly can. <laughs> There's so many great advocates. And I'm going to tell you, I love working alongside these amazing leaders and advocates in our city that say, hey, what about this? Let's do this. Let's start thinking together. You know, what we're seeing now, too, is that we're seeing a lot of our young adults getting incarcerated, getting Mm -hmm. arrested. Mm -hmm. And um, when you ask them, do you waive your Miranda rights? Yeah, I'm waving. Can I go home? Mm -hmm. This is so, so harsh. Luckily, right now we have a sheriff who's working with us Mm -hmm. and who's making sure that our special needs population, especially those that are most vulnerable, are in a safe place while they're with him. And then we work with the parents on getting them out. Um, The other thing that's a little bit intimidating, a lot of our special needs young adults, the males, are extremely large. Mm -hmm. Big, big dudes. Right. And intimidating. We had one with a six foot five, about 300, yes, 300 and something pounds. And he was in there, but he, he was lower functioning, sat in a corner and all he wanted to do was read a toy story book. Mm -hmm. 
and they were able to accommodate him until we got some help. But how scary is that? Isn't that something bless? It blesses us. It's something that we face every day as parents, and so I think we need to start moving on the legislative side and uh, talking about how we can help them. I know our sheriff is just blue in the face trying to get some extra funding for our special needs population. We have to start moving as a community and saying, how can we do this together? Mm -hmm. Because whether you agree or disagree, we have a wave, Mm -hmm. a wave. We have to deal with it, whether you agree or disagree, whether you like it or not. We We, do. We have this that we need to deal with. Stronger together, honey. And we have to be united in this front that we are going to absolutely help our special needs population. They need us. Well, I am so glad that you are out there. (laughs) I have followed you on Facebook. That's how I found you. I followed you on (laughs) Facebook. And I've just been amazed and in awe of what you're doing. And what a a heart and a pleasant you know, woman, human being, <laughs> and I am just so happy to have uh, met you. And I want to make sure that everybody knows where to reach you. Can you give them your information? Yes, absolutely. Please reach out to us at our website, eaglesflightsa.com. You can also people message us on Facebook all the time. And by the way, I do have a uh, clothing store. You do? Yes. All, the, all of the profit goes into Eagle's Flight, mm-hmm. and that's called Kim's Closet, mm-hmm. named after our great friend Kim Rapier-Varette. Mm-hmm. And um, we we can be found on there as well. People come to us, even with the clothing needs, women, children, even at the store, and we accommodate them and make sure that they get what they that need. That is wonderful. We appreciate you Thank so you. much in the Thank South you. Texas area doing all this work. So you will be able to find all of her information on drpbetterlife.com, which is my website, along with all of the podcast platforms, YouTube. And listen to us on AM 930 on Sundays at 4 p.m. I do need to say a word about my sponsor. I got knee deep into our conversation. I love it. But Pinnacle Research Texas has been very good to me. We're going on our second year together and they will be on next week. So we will have a week next week or week after, I think. And so I will have Dr. Patil on again to talk about fatty liver and liver disease in South Texas. And you can reach them at PinnacleResearch.com and get your free fibro scan. So I appreciate you being on today. It's such a pleasure and honor to meet you. Thank you for all this information. We will keep driving people to you and uh, best of luck. Keep going. Thank you. We'll appreciate what you do (laughs) and how you you empower women and um, urge people to get to better health. And Um, we appreciate you as well. Thank you. That's lovely. (laughs) All right, dear. Well, everybody have a great week out there. We'll see you next time. You've been enjoying The Better Life with Dr. Marianne Pinkston. For more information, go to drpthebetterlife.com. That's drpthebetterlife.com. And listen next week for The Better Life with Dr. Pinkston. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.